BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Bridging the Slash. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be uh, pretty much just talking about the event that we've already been to, Bridging the Slash, and processing that, and processing all kinds of topics that were created as a result of that. Uh, normally, we don't talk about a show or an event after the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, though, it stirred many a thought and many a comment and many possible directions that we are taking our power exchange in our life. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, we'll see how things go. But like you said, it was, it was absolutely... Um, Things were brought up mm. that are uh, making us think. So here's something you don't know because it just happened on my Uh-oh. drive just a little bit ago. Okay. Guess who called me on the telephone? I don't know. Master Walker from the Texas. Master Walker from Texas? Yes, he apparently... Why does that name... Oh, that name sounds very familiar, actually. <laughs> yes, it does. He... Because we heard his name a lot while we were in right, Texas right. just now. Okay. And a lot of people have uh, apparently told him about the about us and the presenting mm-hmm. and, the, and that we were looking for a leather podcast. And we're talking now. We're kind of negotiating. He might be joining the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network to give us a view on leather. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be interesting. I know there's been a few people that have uh, uh, spoken up an interest so of doing something like yes. that. So it'll be neat to see who, who it settles on. So it's just interesting that Bridging the Slash now, we're mm-hmm. two weeks back from that event. Is that right? Two weeks? No, I think it's Time only one. Time flies when you're having I think it's fun. only one. Yeah. And we're processing <laughs> through all the stuff that came up there as well. And still, the echoes keep going as mm-hmm. the processing they is do. coming they, back um, towards us. I just got uh, two more foot mails with uh, questions from people that were at Bridging the Slash because we went over um, some of our tools, some of our poly tools and things like that. So I've got people asking me for more details because in an hour and 15 minutes, it's really hard to go into any depth with some of those tools that we share. So, yeah, I've got people asking for more in-depth. But we will get into that shortly. Mm-hmm. We also have a secret question of the day, which you know that I don't know, mm-hmm. and other stuff. So if you, um, well, let's just jump into... That's becoming a habit now that I'm coming up with the questions of the day that you don't know. That's very true. <laughs> but uh, so I, like I, it. I But it's on my notes here. I'm it doing is, a good so job look of at not it. looking at it. So <laughs> okay. you tell me, ask me, what is that question of the day? Okay, so question of the day. Um, This was actually a question that was asked of me recently, and anyway, I'll let you answer it first. So, is the first collar given a sign of ownership or a reward? Is the first collar given a sign Uh of ownership or a sign of reward? Well, that's an interesting question. Let me look through the way that I do it. I know ownership. Uh, it is. A, it could be a reward of some sort, but it is a symbol of ownership to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that I do things in the, the very first collar that I give anyone... Well, hi, Ginger, the dog, <laughs> the podcasting dog, she's, who can be completely napping until the microphones come on, and now she's... Rolling around on the floor with her bone. Yes, trying to eat her own foot. Although, at least, though, can you imagine if our new friends... Um, 
buttercup and butterscotch butterscotch i see uh-huh. I, knew, I knew i had butter right and then uh, right uh, and daris right master butter, daris scotch Gotch and, and daris tried to yeah. do a podcast with all the birds in the background <laughs> that would be interesting we got to meet them and their six birds but let me get back to we'll get the to question, of the, it's like question okay. of the day so the way i do things is the first collar that i put on somebody is normally made of yarn Mm-hmm. And, and I tell people this is because yarn is very impermeable. It, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't last long. Right, right. Right? So, and it can be easily removed by either one of us. It's, and, and it's not of great value. Mm-hmm. It's very symbolic. Well, and even with me, it was a single piece of leather. Mm-hmm. It's not something that buckled. It wasn't something, anything like that. It was a thong, a yeah. leather thong. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still have that. <laughs> so I so was that, but that's still a. It's not a reward. Mm-mm. It is a sign of ownership. Now the yarn collar is a temporary sign of ownership. That's our little test drive. Right. And from there, after whatever appropriate amount of time, it turns into a leather collar. And in our house, to the best of my ability, when I can, I will reuse the same collar. Mm-hmm. Now. Some people don't prescribe to this, but all my collars belong to me. The collar you're wearing right now, which is your day collar. Yes, sir. As well as the couple of leather collars that you own, which are for a variety. You have one real leather collar, and then you have a couple that are more... Accessories. Accessories, right? You have a red one. I think you have a purple purple one as well. And a black one, yeah. So, but the collar that I used for Slave Gem... And Candy and Amber, the rope sluts, I ended up getting all those collars back. They're my collars. And I'm a big fan of reusing those collars Mm -hmm. because then your leather continues to have some history and some background. The the collar that Bat wears now, not only does she wear it for herself, but she wears it for every slave that has worn it in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that most of the slaves that I've terminated the relationship with have been terminated on good footing right in such a way and there's there's we i actually with most recently slave candy who begged for her release we had a specific ritual that we went through so now when we see her in the community and stuff it's not a big deal right it's more of a things did not we weren't walking the same path at this time mm-hmm. therefore onward ho mm-hmm. exactly and you know even the purple collar mm-hmm. the the purple collar that i wear even it has an interesting story behind it because i was visiting my sister my sister was scared to go into the one oh, yeah. leather store that was in the area. And I'm like, well, come on. I'll take you in there. Took her in there. Fell in love with this purple collar. And she's like, well, why don't you just buy it and show Dan that you bought it? And I'm like, because uh, it doesn't work like that in our relationship. I would never buy this collar and say, hey, honey, look what I bought. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead I texted you and said, you know, how would you feel if I bought this, is this something that's a possibility? And, you know, you took a little bit of thought about it before telling me that I could buy it. So, you know, so that was kind of interesting. It's not something that I would just go out and accessorize right. myself. So, you know, I still needed your permission. And, you know, sister did not get that at all. Right. That's okay. So so for us, to the collar is not a reward. It is a sign mm-hmm. of ownership. That's the way we roll, at least. So, and I kind of went um, another little different route with mm-hmm. this when I answered the person. Okay. As in, I didn't see it. I see it as a sign of ownership, not necessarily as a reward. But to me, the collar is also more about commitment. Mm. So instead of an external showing of ownership, it's actually an internal symbol and a symbol about internally committing to walking the path however temporary it is i mm-hmm. mean even with the yarn it's a commitment to giving it a try sure 
you know, and things like that. So that's kind of how I saw it. It was, it was like a, a commitment to, to walking the power exchange dynamic. So, and I kind of liked that. Ooh. Well, I'm glad that you kind of liked that. <clears throat> um, well, there you go. So that's how we see the that's collar. That's a little it. bit of yeah. story. How we, and again, everyone's allowed to do things their own way. Mm-hmm. I recently came across an article that our uh, master Michael, who was recently presenting at uh, Power Exchange Summit, and uh, the current international master slave, master title holder, uh, right. posted the uh, from the Hardy Hardleman Hadleman Hardleman. Well, I'm not saying that right. Hardy Haberman. Thank you very much. <laughs> Posted an article on the Roddy. Uh, we do not see eye to eye on this particular article, but the point that ties back to this is what we've explained is not the one true way of leather traditional mm-hmm. collaring. We've expressed how you and I have do things based on some of the traditions that we like. Right. Um, and there you go. Find out what works for you and do what works for you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. So um, recently we had somebody ask us to do a PSA on the the, uh, podcast. I said, well, of course we'd be happy to instead of asking what a PSA was. And here it is. Jason here with the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. NCSF needs you. Go to ncsfreedom.org and find out what it is you can do to help NCSF help the community. NCSF does what it does by donations and contributions from groups just like yours and individuals just like you. Be the change you want to see in your community. Check out ncsfreedom.org and find out what you can do. And as uh, you stage whispered, yes, PSA is a public service <laughs> announcement. So that was our friend Jason from the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. Mm-hmm. Feel free to follow his advice and go donate. I uh, am hoping to see that they're going to actually spin out a podcast here on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network before too long. I think that they have a lot to say, and I think that they need their own voice to say it in. I also hope that some of you people that hate the NCSF, for reasons that are not clearly defined, also reach out and wanting to start your own podcast. Because if you've got something to say, we are willing to give you a podium. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Kind of like what we did with the people of Kink. We brought them we in. Mean, Though they already had their voice. They already they had their own fucking they voice. They yes, their own yes. voice. Sorry, I just wanted to throw it in there because I've been flirting with crazy I was going to say, morning. you've got quite that little look on your face. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you're checking out the People of Kink podcast. And you are, uh, I, last week apparently you said something about you wanted to talk, have somebody about who knows about strap-ons on the podcast. And we got a call from Ruby saying she Is that she what that voicemail was? That's exactly I did what see the is. word strap on in there. The translator's not so great, so I wasn't exactly sure because I haven't listened to it yet. Right. I only read what the translator said it was. And I did see strap on. It did get that right. <laughs> Good. Uh, Ruby is going to come on the show shortly and talk to us about how to use strap ons, why to use strap ons. And okay. hopefully, actually, I would just assume we could visit with them and get a demonstration. That be awesome. So we should, we should uh, interview Crazy Heart, too. Just because. <laughs> Are you using the Erotic Awakening podcast as a mechanism for your flirting? Yes. <laughs> well done. 
<laughs> Not flirting with us is Audra from Dallas, but she is a new subscriber on the newsletter, so that's worth something. Awesome. And then we also, oh my God, people have been sending me tentacle links again. Though Dentata did not send me a link. She sent me a, have you watched Lost Girl yet? And the episode with the tentacle monster in the swing club? Mm-hmm. It was. It was a tentacle monster in the swing club. Have I, you watched, I, had you seen that episode? I've seen already? it like yes. four times. Yes. <laughs> I keep going back and watching it again. <laughs> So that was awesome. And then we have Sasquatch in the UK. Oh, he used to go by a different name. I wish I could remember his other name. Um, sent me a picture of wet tentacles wrapped around a wet open girl. <laughs> nice. Was it nice? I, I assume that is your, your chuckle of yes, that, that is, you enjoyed it. Yes, that was awesome. Okay. Uh, what else we got going on? Going on? Like coming up? Oh, well, we don't unfortunately have coming up the, um, the event we were the really event. looking yes. forward unfortunately, to. Yes, unfortunately, we yeah. have found out the, the event called Tease, mm-hmm. which is where we would be right in two days in two now days, for yeah. a week, hanging out, teaching some classes. Hanging out with Ruby and Crazy Heart. Exactly. <laughs> and DA and all of our, and Birdman mm-hmm. and all of our oh other friends gosh, from up there. Oh, yeah, all of them. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, the multiple Karens uh, mm-hmm. that are up there. Mm-hmm. And every, again, on and on and on. Everybody's giving you sacred touch for your birthday presents. Yes. <laughs> uh, people with letters and numbers as their name, which I can't remember this S I don't remember, letter, letter, but, number, um, number. Russian girl and, and all of them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're thoroughly depressed. <laughs> the campsite, unfortunately, was sold or, or in some sort of thingy. Right. Um and the event's not happening is the important part here. So you and I are going to take that unfortunate, very unfortunate when your event gets canceled mm. a few weeks out. God, I, I can't imagine. I don't oh, want to imagine. Not. Sorry, no. no lessons needing to be learned here. Don't mm. want to imagine. <laughs> well, we've certainly been through it in our early days with the Ohio Leather Fest of having losing the hotel right. the night, the day or it's so before, before the event. Right. And uh, you and I have not been through that with hosting our own events, which we don't plan to go through it. Mm-mm, not at all. What are you doing? I am um, giving a moment of silence for the Dearly Departed Tees event. And now, that's okay, but you and I are actually on our way to a secret vacation trip in Tennessee. So we're going to take that time and and go check things out and just take some time to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we never do just take time to ourselves. We've got projects in the works. I'm bringing books. You're bringing books? (gasps) I'd love to bring my books. I just took all my books to the room. And games. We need to get over to um, Kingmaker and have somebody teach us how to play Star Realm. That's okay. our new game, our new two-player game that we have. Oh, we could do that tonight. Oh. But Maybe. we made alternative plans already for tonight. We've already made alternative plans. Oh, man. We'll and have we to watch a YouTube video. Okay. If you are in the Tennessee Gatlinburg area uh-huh. and a podcast listener, feel free to reach out for us. We would love to have a cup of coffee with you, play some Carcassonne, or just... Fish. <laughs> That's or awesome. Did you know that Gatlinburg is right next to the AT Trail? The Appalachian Trail? Oh, by the way, here's a, and something else you don't know about me. What's that? I've decided that next year, since you, be, neither you nor Karen have any reasonable amount of vacation time, uh-huh. and I have all the vacation time in the world, I am going to watch walk the AT next year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Whole thing. You know that whole, uh, oh, the whole thing, huh? <laughs> you know that stair stepper in the gym? Yeah. Get really friendly with it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's the AT trail. <laughs> um, 
And maybe I'll just read that book again about walking the Appalachian okay. Trail. That'd be about the same. Oh, it'd be fun. You'd have uh, a blast. I have a list of names and people that we interacted with down in the Dallas, Dallas Texas, area? as we start oh talking about God. all the stuff that happened at Bridging the, the Slash. The most amazing food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your barbecue? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, and I hope that our Dallas listeners that are uh, don't get upset by this, what the other Dallas listeners did. But we were going to go to a barbecue for the Friday night munch. And apparently in Dallas, this is, by the way, is one of the cool things about our entire experience. One of the cool things is that the group, all the groups in Dallas get together and, and have this first Friday munch. So it's every group in, in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, they all come together and they have a munch together. There's well over 100 people at this munch. One of the reasons that's really neat is you have leather folk there, you have kinksters, you have these people, that people, but they've actually found a space where that'll hold 100 people. It happens to be a barbecue place. Now, here's the fun bit about that. We said we're looking forward to this um, Dallas barbecue. So our host that we stayed with, Darius and Butterscotch, and their birds, and their birds, took us to a real barbecue place. And this place is fantastic, along with Jewel, who happens to be from Ohio, uh, which is really neat when you're, in, when you're in Texas and you yell O-H and you've got one person in your crowd that could say I-O. I-O. And the rest of the group's like, so, But it was an awesome barbecue. It was an open pit barbecue, which means you get to see all the meat. And <sighs> so we want to talk about that. I want to talk about the uh, killing, uh, trying to save the puppy and stuff. Oh, I forgot about the puppy. But first, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex positive community for over 10 years. From... Oh, strap-ons. Strap-ons to more strap-ons. <laughs> You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Use Dan and Dawn to get a 20% discount. And you're helping the podcast. You're helping us because instead of me paying for bandwidth fees, Smitten Kitten's paying for them. And I'm buying lube. Ooh. And barbecue. Lube. And barbecue. <laughs> Not for use Not together. Not for use together. Any hoob. So... Had- Hmm? Had great barbecue was we, the whole point of that. We at, did. And I can't remember the, oh, eight, riding, hard riding. Hard bar, eight. Hard eight barbecue, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. I was looking at the t-shirts. I was going to buy a t-shirt and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Actually, awesome. I didn't forget. I just didn't find the one that is like, right, uh, right. I had a lot of shirts. <laughs> it was really good food. Yes. I'm sure my vegetarian and vegan friends died horribly when they saw the pictures that I posted on my Facebook yes. of all the meat. <laughs> oh my God, it was so good. The brisket was so good. So I'm glad we got to go to a, a, a real barbecue because really the only other one that we'd been to in Texas was in Austin. And that one was really great too. Mm-hmm. So they just know how to do meat. And then did we hit two different steakhouses? We hit a nice old fancy steakhouse, um, and I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it was fantastic meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the ribeye, and you had the sirloin. I usually get the sirloin. I yeah. like the sirloin. That so. was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. So lots and lots of meat. So much meat that when we got to the airport to go back home, I had chicken pad thai because <laughs> <laughs> I was already, I was so meated out, and I am a red meat girl, so... Ooh, red meat. Mm. So we tried to save a puppy. So again, if you've been listening this far, and what's this, any of this got to do with bridging the slash, we'll get there in a moment. 
because it is there, right? There's there are echoes of it mm-hmm. in stuff that has continued beyond the event. Right. But on the way to the event, so um, Darius and Butterscotch picked us up in, in a green Kia Soul, which is Just quite like funny because it's mine. <laughs> and I got to find out what's riding in the back seat and the, the passenger seat's like. And on our way, they were going to take us for, out for breakfast because we'd been on the plane all day. And uh, there was a puppy running around out in, in the, the road. Street. In the street, right? Clearly didn't belong in the street. Not a local house. No, I didn't see any houses nearby. Mm-mm. So we figured a pup. Got Looked like it had a collar on had a collar. and a tag, yeah. So I asked our host, and we were at, in a turn lane stuck. I asked our host if it'd be okay if I got out and tried mm-hmm. to save the puppy. They said, oh, of course, of course. And I tried to do so. The thing that, and I've totally failed, the puppy is too fast for me. But the nice thing about this, our first reflection of Dallas mm-hmm. is I wasn't the only one. There's boatloads of people trying to corral this puppy. Right. You know, and it was really neat to see everybody so invested in, in just trying to save a puppy. You know, so that was my first reflection of the people of Dallas. And that was a very good reflection. And it I feel was. bad that I could not save that puppy. I was going to bring him or her back to Ohio. Oh, that would have been neat for Ginger and Clara the cat, who doesn't like the dog that's already yes. here. <laughs> Though she did get to sleep next to me on the couch today while I was watching Doctor Who. She was on one side of me and the dog was on the other side of me. And I was petting both of them at one time. So, but uh, yeah, so getting along a little bit. But yeah, so saving the puppy. But it took off running. I mean, nobody was able to catch no, it. No. So, and I, it forgot, was a runner. I forgot to yell until it was gone. Treat, treat. Treat. Oh, that would have been Shh. cute. The dog's oh. not starting. Oh, the dog's okay. trying to sleep. Yeah, don't say it too loud. So, why is it 21 minutes into this podcast that we need a podcast to process bridging the slash? Why? Um, because of some things that were said and some things, I don't know. It's just echoes. The, um, bridging the Slash was a little bit different than most events we go to. Bridging the Slash was significantly different. Yes. From most, and here's why. As with most events, you arrive, you register, you attend classes, you attend a party at that night. Mm-hmm. You come back the next day, attend some more classes. Some kind of summary, you go the fuck home. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. The difference here is that it was limited to, I think they said 40 or 50 people. I don't know what the actual count was. But there was just, uh, you know, a couple of handfuls of people. It was one single class track throughout the event. So the thing that made that different that I really didn't expect is that you are now engaged and experiencing everything together the whole way through. They provided breakfast, so you had breakfast together. They provided lunch, so you had lunch together. Right. Right? And then you attend the classes together. Uh, You took breaks together. Mm -hmm. So unlike most events that we go to, which is there's three class tracks or more, and you're in a hotel where if you're tired of talking to people, you go back to your room, take a nap, or you go watch TV, you don't, none of that, you know, you're, you're engaged with the same people the whole way through. Right. And it does have that feel of an intensive where you're more engaged with, you're more connected to the other people that are experiencing the same thing that you are. Right. Well, they get to stop you and just talk to you in the social area or on your way to the bathroom or, you know, whatever. And we actually got to sit in on the classes, which we don't usually do. But, you know, being in, um, they said we could use the name of the place. So we were at the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so there's workshop space um, in the, the play area. There's social space. And then there's eating space. And so if you're not sitting in on the class... 
you know, you're pretty much back in the eating space. So why not sit in on the class? You know, that's what you're there for. Right. So we, we sat in and we listened and, you know, participated not as presenters during the class, but as participants right. during right. the class, you know? So when it was time to fill out sticky notes and things like that, you know, for one of the classes, we, um, we participated mm-hmm. and that was really neat. I actually, um, yeah, I got some stuff from that too. So just the participating at, at, with the, the first workshop that happened and, um, it was just really neat. I didn't feel separate mm-hmm. even though we were presenting. Right. So, you know, they may have felt differently, but me personally, I felt like I was part of the event and bigger events that kind of happens as well, but you're still kind of separated mm-hmm. presenters and attendees. So, and this just had a different flavor. I mean, we Absolutely, ate yeah. with everybody at lunchtime. So, oh, awesome gluten-free bread that was made. Props to, and I don't did not get her permission to say her name, and it's her street name, but the oh. cook, starts name starts with H. Props to her. Oh, my gosh, yes. Fantastic job there. Muffins, gluten-free mm-hmm. muffins and, and gluten-free bread. And their support staff, of course. And oh, it was so good. Um, yeah, so I, I totally dig what you're saying because part of that is that whole... I never felt, and um, Darius and Butterscotch kind of made a big deal out of us. They had just read the book. They just read, they, they, just, they even yeah. said some silly thing like we corrupted them. Their podcast corrupted them and saved their marriage, which made me cry. Yes. So it was, you know, and by the way, like guys, that, we yeah. didn't do shit. You did all the work. We right. might have gave you some direction. Anyway, and by the way, no, we're not watching your birds. Anyway, um, <laughs> I wouldn't even fucking they, they know how. <laughs> Um, but it felt like we were participants, mm-hmm. not the presenters, even right. though we presented, right? Right. It felt like we were just part of the intensive mm-hmm. and that was very freeing because it allowed me to just feel and think and all this stuff. So that's the intensive, right? So mm-hmm. we come up with all these ideas and stuff based on these people that we met, Right. Based on, you know, sitting down in a class in Sla- with Slave Robin and uh, hanging out with Lily Mam and Texas Sarah and uh, Nico and Kuniko and 705 and Julia and Twisted Cupcake. and Diamond, Diamond Dave. Yeah. And Malcolm and his slave and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to name everybody. I'm not that smart. I had my notebook out on Jewel occasion. and yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Finding out, you know, all the stuff that they're doing and just really being re-energized mm-hmm. into what are we doing, right? right? So some of that is the, um, and this is stuff we're not, that I'm not going to pursue. You okay. might want to pursue it in your direction. I'm not pursuing, but I came back with this whole, one of the things that they do in, in both Dallas and Austin is they have mentoring groups, mm-hmm. formalized mentoring groups. You're new to the lifestyle. You can go be mentored by a peer. Mm-hmm. And then when the very first night we came back, there was a dominant round table. And there's like half a dozen brand new people to the lifestyle. Right. And I was like, man, we need a mentoring group here in Columbus. And, <laughs> of course, because we're dicks, we'll just make our own thing instead of trying to reinvent. We would rather reinvent the wheel because we can invent the wheel in our image right, right. versus doing their thing. Well, the reality is we don't have time to do anything. Right. So we're not. But that was just so one of the things. So we mentioned one-on-one. But it would be, yeah, I can see that where that would be something to think about. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I brought back was the importance of mentoring, of mm-hmm. being available as a mentor. My first thought was we would create the mentoring group. And that's just not 
within our bandwidth. But um, being more available to mentoring is one of the things that I brought back as from this. Well, and that has something to do with kind of what I brought back from it. And I know you brought back something as well. Okay, if I say the big word? Yes. Okay, so something that, um, I didn't know if you wanted to wait or not. No, no, and it's fine. kind of funny that you know exactly what I mean about <laughs> the big word. So while we were sitting in the um, eating area, we had done both of our classes and we had shared our tools that we had learned. We shared our um, uh, hurdles that we have crossed in our 15 years together, both on a poly level and an MS level. And, you know, we really do allow ourselves to be quite vulnerable when we do our workshops. I mean, we share our pain and we share different things that we've gone through and and what we've done to to get through it and get on the other side and be, you know, stronger people for it. And um, somebody sat sat down next to me and um, he looks at me and he goes, "Uh, do you know that you do the work of a bodhisattva? And I'm like, "Um, that resonates. He's like, do you know what the word means? I'm like, actually, I do. And all I can say is thank you. And I really had no other words to say. You know, it's an honor for someone to use that word with me. And but I still have a resistance to it. So I'm going to let you explain what a bodhisattva is because I'm sitting here with the chills again. Yeah. So the the classic interpretation or uh, translation of bodhisattva is it's a, a term in Buddhism that's um, in some sects of Buddhism you can do all the cool stuff and build up a bunch of karma and then you become enlightened and you zip off to nirvana. And a bodhisattva is someone who became enlightened and decided, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going off to nirvana. I'm going to be reborn again and again as a normal person so I can continue to spread the Dharma. The the vow of the bodhisattva is something along the lines of, and I'm not a Buddhist scholar, so... Don't write me angry emails, Buddhist scholars that listen to this podcast, by the way. Why are you listening to this podcast, you kinky fuckers? Um, Is that the idea of the Bodhisattva is that they are an enlightened being, but they are going to continue to enlighten other people. They're not in it for themselves. They want to just teach other people. So Mm -hmm. even though beings are numerous, I will strive to enlighten all beings. Even though suffering is is without boundary, I will stick around until I've conquered all suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, and what it comes down to, if you come down to a, you know, what does this actually mean? It's people that have vowed to put other people first, according. Now, you found a very neat article from the Shambhala Sun about uh, putting other people first, basically, is what it's trying to say. Right. Putting other people first and... um uh, helping with the suffering, and there was something something else that really, really, really struck me. But not only putting other people first. Oh shoot, it's going to come to me while you're talking yes. again. I just <laughs> thought of it, and now I can't think of it again. But um, it's very much taking oh the vulnerability mm. of helping other people through their suffering by being open to sharing your vulnerable self. Right. So dropping the walls and dropping the shields and sharing your own pain to help relieve the yeah. suffering of others. Now, you and I are no gurus. No. We're not Mm-mm. bodhisattvas. We're not nearly in the, we're not even in the same store that sells enlightenment. We're way down the road from that. Nor do we seek nirvana, necessarily. Mm-mm. Or enlightenment, for that. Mm-mm. But 
the point being one, it was a very nice compliment for someone to give you. Two, it is also another. It's in a way, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. What and for me, uh, and that's so. Here's how I took that. And this is what I brought back from bridging the slash was the challenge of what are you doing for the your life? What are you doing for the community per se? Right? When you see someone in your community that's hurting or suffering, or just not having a good day, you know, are you going to step up and see what you can do to assist? Right. Um, or are you going to sit on your accolades? And you know, I've accomplished a lot already. And I don't mm-hmm. think if you and I re- retired right now. And by that, I mean, we just stopped putting out podcasts. Right. People would be sad, but they would be like, well, 326 episodes, you've done a lot of good. You know, mm-hmm. if we didn't publish another book, people would say, well, that one book you guys did, that was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we'd be okay. Right. You know, but it's not enough. Mm-mm. There's more to do. There's a lot of things in our community. And, and the funny thing is to not get stuck on the, I'm not trying to Gandhi things. I'm not these huge changes. Right. I'm not trying to save any, you know, the direction of our poor, misguided community. It's what can you do for that one person? Right. For that, yeah. So. Right. And, and, it's, and it's literally, you know, um, it's, it's not about, we do some big stuff, right? We do some big stuff. We, we have the capability. We have the, we work together very well mm-hmm. as a team. You know, we can do some big stuff, writing the book, the podcast, PXS, yada, yada. But, Right after getting back from bridging the slash, I got a text message at like 10.30 at night while you and I were playing video games. Yeah. And that text message was someone reaching out that doesn't usually reach out. And, you know, I had to look at it and I'm like, okay, so do I reach back or do I finish playing my video game? You know, so that sort of thing. And, um, you know, and I had to think about it. And I did, I did reach back out to her and give her the option of having a phone conversation and she thanked me and said, no, she didn't need it right then, but would make sure to reach out later. She did. So, you know, it felt good just to be available. So it's, it's going to make me think a little more about just about everything I do. And, you know, and I don't want to be all melodramatic about it because we already do a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so what's, what else can I do? That's not a huge project that I don't have time for. Right. And basically it's to be available, you know, to answer my FET mail when the FET mail comes through and, you know, things like that with people reaching out. So, And that's really, maybe it's as simple as that. See, the funny thing is I came back with the, my thought process the same way we normally approach things, which is create these massive monstrous groups. Right. Right. Uh, creating a Columbus um, mentoring group, right? Mm-hmm. Creating a leather guild sort of thing that can re you know, that gives this, I don't want to talk about that one yet because right, I haven't right. put that one to bed yet. <laughs> Apparently I'm still thinking about that one. Um, and then there's, a, a, there's like these three things I came back with, these massive projects and groups oh, that I was going to create. Oh, I'm thinking intensives. And I mean, oh, the, inten- when I oh did, the 301 is the other one. Right, the 301 or the submissives uh, in service. Right. That last intensive weekend thing that I, or one day thing that I did a couple of months ago went over so well. I'm like, oh my God, I can do that once every two months. Right. Well, no, really I can't because we still want to present <laughs> as well. We have fun traveling. We have yeah. fun reaching out. And we get, and at least I get, grumpy when there's no free time. And grumpy is not the right 
word. It's more of a when you have zero free time, then it's just the slow boiling stress, mm-hmm. which you and I do a f- wonderful job of managing stress as it is. But when you have zero free time, night. I mean, when you somebody says, "Hey, let's get together," and you look at your calendar and you've literally thirty days in a row, something is going on that needs your attention. Mm-hmm. That drives disquiet if you're not careful it's a little oppressive yeah and there's another word for it as well oh, i like I'll oppressive. Go with oppressive yeah you know and it impacts the things that you've scheduled for fun because mm-hmm. like i and and i used to have this problem and i think of getting better with this but like if in 30 days i don't have a free day one of those days happens to be time that i'm uh intimate time i'm spending with karen even that becomes another task it's mm-hmm. like, oh, great, I have to go spend time with my other significant other versus the, oh, man, this is a break of some sort because right. it's just one more thing on the calendar. So the point of that being is, no, we're not going to start three new groups, even oh, though we see the I value know. of it. But oh, And it would be so much fun to organize and put together. Absolutely. And then, and then it's, yeah. 301 is a wonderful sounding group, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mentoring club is the least desirable to me simply because we've had that conversation in Columbus a number of years over and over again. And there's a lot of logistical issues with it. Mm -hmm. But instead of creating any groups, it's like you said, be more open, be more available. When somebody writes you a FET mail, respond. Mm -hmm. And take time out from everything else and just give it your focus and energy. And when you hear, even if somebody doesn't reach out to you directly, but you hear somebody is... could use be uh, hi I'll try English (laughs) could be assisted by something that we can do to reach out and do it Mm -hmm. Um, to recognize that you know the cost and this is funny but the problem is when Darius and Butterscotch said you guys you know corrupted our Corrupted us, which thank you. That's that's like, you know. That's but, a compliment, actually. <laughs> and although I don't accept the praise you've saved our marriage, again, we just gave you a direction. And you did all the work. But that comment leads you to say, part of that says, Dan, Dawn, you guys are powerful human beings in our alternate community. What can you do, you know, with all that? What what is the value of being a good speaker if you don't go speak to people. Right. What's the value of having, of doing all this work in our relationship if you can't go use what you learned to help other people? What's the power of sharing ancient history, old stories, you know? What's the power, what's the reason for all of that happening if I'm not sharing how mm. I got through that? Yeah. You know, because I actually talked to a few people over the weekend that I kept saying I had past baggage. And, you know, a few people shared with me some of theirs and it matches mine. So, you know, to be able to talk from that space yeah. and let them know things get better on the other side, you know. And, and yeah, you know, what's the point of all of that if it can't be used to help other people? Uh-huh. So... It's going to make me cry again. (laughs) It was a powerful weekend. Uh, Thank you guys for inviting us out there. It was a powerful weekend. We did get to spend a lot of time with Butterscotch and uh, Master Darius and um, with other people. We got to see Julia and 705 and spend time with them and a couple of other. Yeah, we met uh, Diamond Dave and going to talk to him a little bit about some more stuff and got to talk about BDSM and magic and just... 
I just, yeah, all kinds of neat topics. Mm -hmm. See, the BDSM and magic one is the one that got me fired up. Like, who? Who? Another group. Another... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, I thought of that before. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's your, yeah, that's yeah, your speed. That's, that's my thing. Side note, in case anyone is still listening, uh, Lily, ma'am, tell your slave don't to not... Oh, never mind. They don't care. I was going to say, tell your slave who runs the <laughs> sub-mentoring group if right? they want... They, apparently, she makes everyone read Living MS, our book. And I said, and I, we're going to provide some hardback or some, uh, some copies, but everybody right. reads e-books, which we can't provide. You just go to Amazon. <laughs> we'll sign your Kindle if you like. <laughs> So uh, that was that. I will take a look to see if there's. I mean, I just my little notepad was out writing all the stuff as we were that. going. I noticed that. I didn't bring mine into the room with me, so I've got stuff written down too. But uh, you know, it was really. Uh, I want to say Slave Robin's class really kind of, kind of. Um, uh, God, I don't know what word to use, but um, it's it's really neat. When you're answering questions like, what do you get out of service? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, I even mentioned to you, I leaned over to you and said, the answers I'm writing down are by rote. These are the same answers I give to everybody that asks me what I get out of service, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they feel so surface, Right. the answers I'm giving. And I went ahead and participated. He did a double class. And then at the very, very end, he asked something else. He asked like the same question in a different way. And the answer that came to me, that was the deep answer. And I don't have my book with me. I, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can kind of remember a couple of the key words, but um, it really, really resonated. And I went and I told him and I said, thank you. Because when I started out with the work, you know, with your workshop, I started out giving the surface answers that I always think of. And by the time, the very end, when you asked the final question and I was able to zip out two answers on stickies and put them up on the wall, I didn't even have to think about them. And they hit the, the deep core spot right. of me. And I got that, that breath of, ha, ah, I tapped into something. Mm-hmm. This is nice. I don't usually get to participate in such a way that I can tap in deeply. So that was nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 Those two phrases just popped into my head. But I think I'll that keep felt them. good. Yeah. I think I'll keep those two phrases to myself yeah. for just a little bit. I'm still percolating with them. It's, it's too soon to share. Good. So I but, feel like I shot my load now. All of our podcast <laughs> listeners. Well, I should get another bump in there then before we wind it up. Yes, you should. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. International presenters, Naked Swimming, and more. Cope is coming up. Buy your tickets soon. Hotel takeover. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, anything else? We're anything else? Well, up? if anybody oh. wants to contact us, because, okay, so I've thrown it out there that I'm going to try to answer FET mail, you yes. know, like timely. And um, even if it's just, uh, hey, I got your FET mail, I'm going to concentrate on it and write you back. And one of the, one of the challenges, I have to admit, we, we got a like uh, from our Facebook page from Lelia, and we have a boatload of other likes on our Facebook page. But Facebook's a challenge to keep up so if we have missed you or missed talking or missed thanking you for liking us we apologize Mm-hmm. we do we do you were gonna say something completely different though no i was no i was just gonna say so get in contact with us at dan and dawn at eroticawakening.com or use the got comment form on the web page or find us on FetLife. You can find us at Erotic Awakening, two words. And if you look for the owners on that group, that's mine and Dan's personal FetMail profiles. 
blah, 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 whatever word. Yes, or <laughs> you can get in on the comedy that is Google Transcribe by calling us at 614-414-2072. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. It's Ruby. I was just calling to say hi. Well, that's, that's good so far. Mm-hmm. Um, see you guys next week on the teens, but I'm thinking I have a lot. Strap on Barnes. Strap Barnes. Favorite of mine. <laughs> Bye, comma, sexual, and comma, I don't have email, but I'd love to chat with you. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's Google a translate, translation sorry. from Fortunately, the, the... it allows us to play it, yes. and we actually hear what it says, so that's fine. Awesome. So we'll be in touch with Ruby uh, <laughs> and Crazy Heart. Double in tongue. <laughs> You starting or me? Oh, shit. Have we already started? Oh, no. Erotic Wicked is sponsored <laughs> by the Guilty Pleasures stage show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. This event provides new and engaging kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with a party immediately following. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the room at the Columbus. I can't laugh the whole way through. Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m. followed immediately on by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club crews. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>